Chapter Thirteen of *The Pocket Measure* by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirteen: Seed Sown on Thorny Ground. During these days, Mrs. Spafford was very busy. She had undertaken what proved a Herculean task. Like many another worker, it was fortunate that when she began, she did not realize the magnitude of the undertaking indeed to her short-sighted eyes nothing seemed easier than to go among christian women and enlist their cooperation in a missionary society it is simply because they like myself have not had their attention called to it before she said to her husband when she was trying to explain the lethargy of the church on the subject see how i have lived all these years doing nothing for the cause and it is not because i was not interested i was brought up to consider missionaries of better blood than i but i simply did not realize anything that i could do for them or rather for an object so far away from home we are just waking up as a people to understand the power of little gifts of course this church will join hands with the others ten cents a month is so small a sum why warren even we can give it and have quite an amount left for other channels and warren had listened and smiled in a covert way believing in his heart that he knew the world better than his wife yet so resolved was he not to dampen her enthusiasm that he resolutely refrained from expressing a doubt but let her go on her way rejoicing she came home from an afternoon's campaign with plumes sadly drooping in a degree she had gauged the spiritual atmosphere about her it would have been impossible to be a regular attendant at the prayer meeting and not do that so she looked for apathy in certain quarters and a reluctant consent in others and expected to meet with many expressed fears that it would be impossible to succeed but she had not looked for actual outspoken opposition and to think of finding it in the very centre of influence she had by no means a high idea of mrs bacon's religious life the difficulty was that she had no conception of any sort of religious life which wasn't to say the very least in favor of missions it was astounding to discover that mrs bacon could not be said to even approve of them my dear mrs spafford she said and to mrs spafford there was always something peculiarly exasperating about this beginning have you ever carefully studied the entire subject and discovered what an immense amount of money has been expended on foreign missions already with what few returns why to me it is actually appalling when i look over our own fair country and see the need for money on every hand the miserable homes and the miserable children and the squalor and filth and wretchedness everywhere about us and then reflect what immense sums we are annually sending abroad to those wretched heathen i cannot help being indignant now i suppose it would be almost impossible to describe to you what a strange puzzled feeling this gave mrs spafford it was such a new idea she did not know in the least how to answer it the words she spoke were not intended for an answer they were simply floating through her mind suggested by she did not see clearly what and she thought aloud he hath made of one blood all the nations of the earth 
oh well i suppose so in one sense and yet i think you clearly recognize a difference between your own household and the beggars on the street not in the sense that they all need feeding mrs spafford was gathering her wits and began to see the strangeness of the talk yes even in that sense you will let the beggars starve and look after your own household if you have not enough for all dear madame no i have no right to do it i must share my children's crusts even with the children of those worse off than they but what has this to do with the subject after all has not the church of christ bread enough for all the family i am not good at talking in metaphor was mrs bacon's half-smiling answer let us come down to plain prose you want to start a missionary society in our church to help the foreign work and i say frankly i am a very frank woman that i do not believe in the foreign work i think we have heathen enough at home to look after and until they are all civilized we ought to spend our money and our energies at home this time the answer came promptly and the speaker believed that she recognized the prompting voice in her heart but isn't the direction go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature that was given to the early apostles and of course they went into all the world that was then known yes but in the same breath to comfort his children he said lo i am with you alway even unto the end of the world and the disciples to whom he then spoke have been in his visible presence for hundreds of years and the world is not yet ended the comfort lasts yet and so therefore must the commission besides mrs bacon in our own country are there not churches enough and bibles enough and praying men and women enough so that all may know the way if they will the seed is planted there is no doubt but it will grow the question is ought we not to plant it in other lands and give other nations of the same blood an equal chance to choose oh no doubt there are churches and bibles enough the tone in which mrs bacon spoke would have led one ignorant of her position in the church to suppose that she almost sneered at both bibles and churches as if all that poor people wanted was churches and bibles and prayers my dear madame they need shoes and potatoes a great deal more think of the money thrown away on the cannibal africans enough to have fed and clothed and educated all the poor in our own land and with no return at all now indeed was mrs spafford aghast no return why mrs bacon whole villages among those cannibal africans are clothed and in their right minds to-day and hundreds of them have gone to swell the company in heaven which you know is to be made up of every kindred and tribe and tongue and nation oh yes i know a few of them have professed conversion though whether they understood what was meant by the word is rather doubtful i suppose but think of the cost and of what that same amount of money would have been accomplished at home what was the matter with mrs spafford it seemed to her in thinking afterward of this conversation that her thoughts flowed only through bible channels was it possibly another proof of the faithfulness of a god who said open thy mouth wide and i will fill it she did not think of it at the time it simply seemed the most natural thing in the world for her to say just then what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul 
or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul i did not think that the worth of a soul could be estimated in dollars and cents mrs bacon is not that what christ meant to teach us when he asked that solemn question but mrs bacon was growing irritable she did not like to argue except with a certain class of people when she was irritable she was always more or less rude so now she said with smiling face and stinging voice my dear mrs spafford what a remarkable memory you must have i think during your leisure hours when you were a teacher you must have memorized the entire bible it must be very convenient in conversation when one is at a loss for words to slip in a bible verse but i don't suppose if the entire bible were repeated to me i should change my mind i am very pronounced in my opinions i am entirely absorbed in home missions and i really believe so long as there is anything to do for our own home land that at least people who have little to give should not dribble it up and send it no one knows where on the plea that they are going to reform the world at the commencement of this sentence mrs spafford felt her cheeks growing red and her heart beating fast and knew by these and certain other uncomfortable sensations that she was angry but before its close the angry feelings had subsided into mirth it was such a curious idea to her that mrs bacon believed herself to be entirely absorbed in home missions how was she proving it she will be the very person to visit when we are ready for our sewing school and home for orphans and several other enterprises that we ought to start in this ward she said to herself as she arose to go but the time had not yet come for these so aloud she said i am sorry mrs bacon some of the ladies of the twelfth street church suggested you as the person to take hold of an organization such as i am trying to effect i quite looked to you as a leader if mrs spafford had realized it she had left her most powerful arguments for the last and produced them after it was too late for them to tell an instant flush overspread mrs bacon's face and her eyes were ablaze with a look that showed she was vexed at having made admissions that would cripple her perhaps unpleasantly to be a leader of anything was a temptation and to be expected by the twelfth street church people to lead was a matter of great importance to mrs bacon still what could she do now but abide by her strong words when everything is done at home that ought to be perhaps i may assume foreign responsibilities she said with an attempt at a smile after the thrust she had received it is perhaps strange that mrs spafford should have quoted another bible verse but she felt that she could hardly have kept her lips from saying these ought ye to have done and not to have left the other undone it may have been those very words that tempted mrs bacon to say with her most compassionate smile as she arose to follow her caller to the door my dear mrs spafford you ought to go more into society and then your time would be too much taken up to leave room for any of these restless movements i know how it is young housekeepers who are commencing life in a modest quiet way never have much to do and you have been accustomed to such an active life no wonder you reach out after something to take your time but there are pleasant people all about you 
i presume you can make a congenial little circle right among yourselves and have very pleasant times after that perhaps mrs spafford would have been almost more than human if she had not gone home with burning cheeks and angry eyes the truth is this dear christian woman was very human indeed she got the better of the anger after a little but the sad-heartedness remained such people as mrs bacon have their influence in the course of a few days mrs spafford was astonished to find out how far her influence extended nearly all the ladies of the church were more or less affected by the fact that the leading one in their midst so far as wealth and position were concerned had refused to countenance the new movement it is true they were variously affected some declared that it was just what they would expect of her that she was a selfish narrow-minded woman and gave less in proportion to her wealth than any other member of their church at the same time these outspoken persons were by no means willing to set mrs bacon a better example by taking the lead in an enterprise which she chose to ignore others said that mrs bacon kept herself well posted and if she did not think an organization of that sort would succeed it was not worth while to undertake it others still declared themselves in sympathy with mrs bacon in believing that there was work enough to do at home in short after a vigorous canvass of the material within her reach mrs spafford wearily admitted to her husband that she had found almost no helpers some are willing but timid and some are bold but opposed she said half laughing and yet feeling tired and discouraged enough to cry i don't believe it is my forte to work up such an organization i have done my best and failed at every point i don't think i understand women i find that they surprise me so you understood girls uncommonly well and they are the material of which women are made replied her husband with the air of a man who stood ready to do valiant battle with any one who dared dispute his wife's ability to understand anything and accomplish the impossible she gave heed only to the first part of his sentence you understood girls uncommonly well this was true as a teacher she had been skilled in the art of leading and guiding the bright pretty willful girls committed to her care she had oftentimes succeeded where others failed she knew she had a peculiar sympathy for girlhood which seemed to give her a power over them she was inclined to be half shy of women who were older or even quite as old as herself she had a curious feeling of youth and inexperience when with them but with girls she felt at home that is an idea she said looking brightly at him i might do something with the girls they have young ladies bands over this thought she pondered until at last she resolved to act no more individual calling carrying the downheartedness from one house to be perhaps increased by her reception at another she resolved to make a bold stroke and get the girls together to be sure she knew very few of them never mind when was she ever at a loss what to do with a company of girls so on the following sabbath bright-eyed girls gave curious inquiring glances from one to another wondering by whose planning they were summoned to meet at 
number 207 chestnut avenue on saturday afternoon at three o'clock to consult together concerning a matter of importance there was an eager buzzing of tongues over the event girls do you know who sent the notice isn't it queer angie powers are you sure you didn't have a hand in the matter and you haven't the least idea what is going on how funny 207 chestnut street that is where that bright-looking mrs spafford lives isn't it do you know her girls i do i met her at the festival she and i cut cake half the afternoon i think she is perfectly lovely if it is anything she is interested in i'm going to take hold of it for i know it will be just splendid isn't it queer that we can't find out the least thing about it i declare it is as good as a surprise party you are going aren't you angie oh yes go of course it would be rude not to mrs spafford is a stranger beside it may be something real splendid i like her face i've never met her but i sit where i can look at her all the time in church and i was wishing only last sunday that i knew her these are only a few of the questions answers and comments that fluttered broadcast wherever the girls gathered in knots during the week as the days passed and it became apparent that none of their number were taken into confidence or knew aught that was to transpire the interest deepened and by ten minutes past three on saturday afternoon mrs spafford's tiny parlor was filled even to overflowing into the dining-room with bright eager expectant faces whatever the girls might decide upon after they heard what was to be said to them they were certainly on the high tide of enthusiasm now End of chapter thirteen